welcome to this Meetings Today podcast. Thanks for joining us today. Um, we are joined by today with by Amanda Ma, the founder and CEO of Innovate Marketing Group, an award-winning event and experiential marketing agency based in Los Angeles, but um, operates all over the place. Uh, thanks for joining us, Amanda. Thank you so much, Tyler. I'm excited to talk to the audience today and share some insights. Excellent. And why don't we start with uh, maybe just telling the audience, um, explaining a little bit more about what Innovate, Innovate Marketing Group is about. I would love that. Um, Innovate Marketing Group, we are a live experience agency that provides full service events and activation for top brands. Um, we love connecting and creating experiences for our brands. Some of our clients include TikTok, City National Bank, East West Bank, and Honda. Wow, great. And, uh, and of course, you know, everyone out there listening knows, and I'm sure you're no exception, everything has kind of changed in the last couple of months since the COVID-19 uh, pandemic has struck. How, how has that affected your business and the events segment in general? You know, it's been a very interesting, you know, I've been in the event interest interest industry for about 15 plus years. And this is, I would say, one of the most uncertain times that we're challenged with. Um, however, as an entrepreneur and as, you know, an events person, we learn to pivot really fast. You just have to think fast on your feet and that's what we do best. So we've been pivoting a lot of our clients either to virtual events or, you know, helping them adjust to the new, what we call the new normal. And I think you refer to that as a, a pivot to digital. Why don't you explain a little bit more about what that concept means? Great. I think initially a lot of people, you know, we don't know how long this will last. So I would actually say for the first four, four weeks, some of our corporate clients were still optimistic and thinking it might blow over after, you know, a month. And But as you can see right now within California, originally it was April 17th. So actually tomorrow that we were supposed to be able to get back to work and then they postponed it to the end of April and now it's actually May 15th. So we have started more and more start speaking with our corporate clients to be proactive and plan out the virtual scenario so that they're mm -hmm. not reactive once their senior management check in with them. What that means is bring their events online, you know, and start looking at the different platforms that could be that's an ideal fit for their brand and what the type of event that they're trying to do as well. And for some of them, we help them with sponsorship. So it's even, you know, today I just got asked, can you come up with some creative sponsorship ideas for us? Cause we're sponsoring this big event, but now it's virtual. So how can our brand still stand out during this time as a sponsor? And I think, you know, having uh, weathered this, like everyone, I, I basically been a, uh, locked in my house for over like a month now and with maybe a trip just to go get supplies every once in a while. But um, I think, you know, there's a, a risk of uh, companies, organizations kind of going dark right now and not knowing what to do. And I think that's not a good strategy. I mean, you really have to be out there in, in front of your audience. So what are you telling your clients and what strategies are you implementing um, for them to really keep active in this time? Definitely. And I think you hit it on the spot. It's definitely not time to go dark. Instead, it's time to go virtual, go digital. 
right? There are so many platforms out there. We need to leverage that, whether it's doing webinars like this, podcasts like this, so that your voice and your brand continue to stand out. And there are many ways you can leverage the platform that are out there. Um, virtual events is actually very creative. And in, you know, a lot of time with live events, we have capacity restraints versus for virtual events, you know, it could be up to a million people. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, and, uh, you know, and I know, you know, virtual events have been around for a while. And I think, you know, maybe five, 10 years ago, people were even trying that maybe with limited success, how, you know, and technology does march on and advance. How has that model sort of changed uh, to fit in with uh, today? Now being that it's kind of the only option, right? We're all trapped at home. We can't really, no gatherings more than 10 people. So that's, that applies to all our events. Our smaller's event is like 300 people. Um, but what has, what is really good in terms of like, as a, I see it as a blessing in disguise is that, you know, you're totally right. Cause five to 10 years ago, we were exploring the virtual event opportunity as well, but our client were still so focused on the live events. Yeah. But given the state of um, what was happening now, everybody's forced to look at virtual events as an option if they want to continue to thrive or survive even. Yeah. Uh, and where virtual events is actually really great. So it's, what we're talking about is beyond Zoom. Zoom is only one of the platform. I know that's the one a lot of people are using. But virtual events, you know, the more sophisticated version, we could even do matrix, which is really great for a lot of the brands. So hard data that people can use to monetize later, whether that's viewer retention, they could even track like live viewing activity, page activity, surveys, um, as well as contact information, which the brands can leverage that into lead generation. Yeah, and that's very important uh, because that has all sort of been lost in the last uh, month or so out there. Um, and, you know, how, how does one pivot um, their event business to sort of embark on the, this new direction? Sure. So our agency, we, we're, we tasked our team to look for platforms out there that will work for our type of clients. So, again, depending on, you know, for the planners out there, it's not one size fits all. You have to look for the one that works for you. And our, our agency, we do big conferences, you know, holiday events, gala to sponsorship activation. So that's why even for us, we were lo we are looking at different platforms and talking to our vendors as well. A lot we talk to our AV vendors because um, they have pivoted as well to see what platform works best, keeping that communication open. And then once you find the platform you guys really like and you want to extend to your client, just make sure you navigate it yourself and test things out before you even introduce it to your client. So you could kind of work out all the glitches beforehand. Mm -hmm. And I know, uh, you know, people are sort of uh, forced to uh, deal in the virtual events now, but are there any benefits to a virtual event maybe people have overlooked? There, are, there definitely are, actually. So in, if we think about when I'm looking at the overall event budget, so now without a venue site, that's usually our most expensive, and also food, right? So usually that's 50% of an entire event budget. I no yeah. longer need flowers or decor, 
I just need to make sure the website looks fantastic um, and spend money on like very good internet connection. But you, you know, we're estimating anywhere between 20 to 30% cost saving. And then for a lot of our corporate clients, we're always very cautious about being, making the event also a very sustainable event. And Mm -hmm. what's more sustainable than a virtual event? Right, right. (laughs) Um, And what are some things that people should uh, really be aware of? uh, Any sort of roadblocks or potential hazards if they go down this path of doing a virtual event? Internet connection is a big one. You know, testing that out, uh, making sure it's, you know, you're not plug tapping into the same hardwire internet for numerous things on the day of like a, whether it's a live event or you're trying to do that, don't have, you should have separate internet connection for different things, especially the one you're featuring live and make sure the bandwidth is strong enough. So that's always something we talk to our AV team to make sure we provide what they need in terms of that bandwidth support. Secondly, the content and then planning out your goal and purpose of doing this virtual event. Sometimes we get lost in the detail, but take a step back, right? If today your goal is to, you know, communicate this important information to senior leadership, that's one goal. If today you're trying to raise a million dollars for a walk, that's a different goal, right? And then Mm -hmm. all everything you're planning for that comes back to that goal and objective. Lastly, just making sure everybody's on board, I think, you know, leveraging the team, leveraging the client, and then educating them how this works. Initially, we see resistance because it's a new platform yeah. they have to learn. Um, but just making it really easy so that they find it um, easy to use, right? And then, sorry, one more, security. You guys probably already heard about a bunch of Zoom bombing. Yes. Um, so making sure you that's something you talk to your provider about. Say, hey, what happens if this happens? You know, like, so for Zoom bombing, it actually yeah. happened to someone I know. They were doing a prayer and then they got Zoom bombed. You know, yeah. so even within our internal agency, we implemented ways to ensure that we don't get Zoom bombing as well. That actually happened uh, to someone I know also. They're having a nice Zoom meeting and then uh, some troublemakers jumped in and it sort of uh, all collapsed from there. So they they took some security measures Um and I'm just wondering, are there any specific security me- measures you think people should be aware of in that respect? It's um, re- in respect to the specific platform they're using. Yeah, so and it, well, and yeah. it's especially like Zoom bombing, and you know, and maybe that is more. I'm sure it's more of a question for your AV or IT people, but I think that's a worry that's on everybody's mind right now. Correct. So for Zoom, like we we had to change it so that all the originally when we're using the platform, because we also host webinars, they just, you know, you just have a meeting, right? But when Zoom bombing started to happen, we start setting password on all. I'm being Zoom bombed by my Alexa right now, if you can oh, that no in the background. <laughs> and now I just said her name again, so. Hold on. <laughs> no problem. All right. I think we're. I think. I think uh, the 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 per the the application that shall not be named again is left a room. So I think. Okay. 
<laughs> they, that's a good example of uh, what could happen, I think, when you're doing a virtual meeting. I think we'll just leave that in there, right? Yeah. And you know what, honestly, and it comes back to practicing. So we're actually doing a virtual event this week, you know, so it's like I challenge, I would, I talked to my team, like, have you guys practiced? Did you guys practice with a client? Like, you know, just like how we do dry run for a live event, we definitely make sure we do dry run, except now we're doing like, you know, two to three times to work out all the glitches because it is something new for the client. Um, so we just want to make sure test it out so it's more seamless when we actually do go live. And I'm guessing, too, there's different uh, sort of pre and post strategies to incorporate uh, on a virtual event rather than a live event. Yeah. So in terms, I would say pre or post would be, you know, with a normal life event, we would normally send out an invitation, you know, and then send like at a life event, we probably will have a swag bag for everybody. But now those could be prearranged, meaning so you would arrange the swag bag to arrive at their house before the event or there was actually a great candy service that's online that we use at our agency It's called sugar wish mm -hmm. and i'm not endorsing them in any way i don't get money for endorsing them but they're a great platform so you actually could send it out you know to all the attendee and just using their email and people could pick out the candy they like and then a few weeks later they get that candy box in their mail Oh, that's a nice little touch. It's like, it, you know, it's the personal touch, I guess, you miss in the virtual world so so many times, right? Yes, yes. But I think it's like, you know, people, were, our clients were asking us, well, we're going to do this event. So how can we thank them for coming or thank the speaker? I say, you can still do it. They're, you know, so this is one of the examples actually I talked to them today about, you know, like sending something like this to them. And they don't have to pick out their own candy. You could have it pre-branded and pre-select it and send it to them. But I noticed people really enjoy hand-selecting the candy because mm -hmm. um, not everybody likes chocolate, right? Not everybody right. loves sour gummy. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Um, and, uh, and then kind of speaking to, you know, the folks that are in your world, what are some marketing and PR strategies that they should incorporate and leverage uh, during this time right now? Great question. Um, in terms of marketing, I would say definitely, you know, website. Your website needs to be stronger than ever. So, and now you actually have time because, you know, business is probably not as busy as usual to make sure to boost up your website, doing newsletter because everybody's home. So if they're not on a webinar or a podcast, they're probably reading their email. Promoting your content on social media is another great one. Mm -hmm. uh, what we're doing at our agency is, you know, over the years, we have collected all these amazing testimonial, but now we're putting it as a series together that we'll be sending out a campaign based on that, um, doing, working on your sizzle wheel. Yeah. You know, like little mini clip version, 15 to 30 seconds of your events or of different messaging that you want to push out. Those are great way to engage the audience. Just make sure you're doing something. <laughs> You know, yeah, exactly. don't stop. Um, and then there's a great website out there called Help a Reporter Out. Mm -hmm. For those of you that don't know, but it's a great resource. Um, basically, you know, put yourself out there as a resource. You know, so this this particular website is all media. A lot of the media outlets looking for insights from experts. Yeah. 
you know, so whether it's like, I don't successful magazine or CBS, a lot of them are, you know, they need, they're like, I need to talk to someone who owns a small business or who owns a business or who owns the events business. Right. And then you could be that source. And then at the same time, that will give you and your company publicity. And, you know, and I think maybe in a general sense, it also speaks to the strategy of, you know, there's a lot of people right now that are kind of uh, frozen at the switch and don't know what to do. So if you're really uh, out there and active, you have a good chance of maybe seizing some market share during a time like this. Yes, um, it's really smart. I would say if you are not already media ready, get media ready. And what I mean by that is make sure you have a direct media contact. So on our agent's website, you'll see a direct media contact. So it doesn't just say info at innovatemkg.com. It actually, we actually have a dedicated media contact. Because um, a lot of time when media reach out, they want an answer right away. Yeah, like I know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm guilty of that. Yeah. Get your bio, get your headshot ready. Um, your bio, have a, make sure you have a short version and a long version. Um, headshot should be high resolution if you don't want to be blurry. <laughs> um, yeah. And find one that's professional. And then some like key questions or sample questions that where your expertise lies so that you're prepared. Like, this is what I'm good at. This is, you know, what I can share or, you know, offer insight. Um, yeah, and then the last one is what I mentioned, just respond to them quickly because they oftentimes have a tight deadline. And and I have to say that uh, I can I can vouch for that, especially with you and uh, and, and your agency, because uh, we've already worked on a couple of things and got some great stories out and you've been very proactive in, in getting back. And uh, so you uh, you live the uh, the the tips you're giving. I, I just got to throw that out there. Thank you so much. I'm glad. I'm glad we are. <laughs> and then um, we're getting ready to sort of wrap this up. But, uh, you know, one thing that I've been asking a lot of people is that, yeah, we're in the new normal right now. And, you know, eventually this is going to subside. <laughs> what things do you think have sort of changed forever out there? And what what uh, strategies that are being incorporated now will maybe um, outlive this crisis we're in? You know, I don't, life events are so crucial and so impactful, it will never go away, right? And I'm looking with my arms wide open, waiting for it to come back. Um, what I know is that the virtual events, because now people are going to get a taste of it, so that's yeah. going to be even more out there in the future, you know? So maybe this um, big gala you're doing or big conference is one ticket price going forward. Now they're going to have a virtual version and virtual ticket sale for that because not everybody can make it. And they realize that's a different audience. They could also uh, be exposed to and tap into and that there's no limitation, right? You could be in Brazil right. watching the same conference as we are in Los Angeles. I, th I think it used to be like a, a concept and now it's a, it's moved to a reality. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I just think also that everyone's been uh, sort of forced to learn these platforms like Zoom and participate in them. And now, once we come out of this, people are going to be very familiar and comfortable with them. Yes. I mean, I just did a virtual team building yesterday. 
Yeah. You know, we're in the business of live events, but now we're even taking virtual team building online. I mean, team yeah. building virtually. So, that, but it was really fun. I had, I had to say, I had my doubts in the beginning, but I had a blast. Well, excellent. Well, thank you for joining us today, Amanda. Thank you for having me on your show. You're quite welcome. And that was Amanda Ma, founder and CEO of Innovate Marketing Group. Thanks to her for joining us. And thanks to all of you out there for joining us for this Meetings Today podcast. Head on over to meetingstoday.com. We have a wealth of podcasts with thought leaders in the industry uh, talking, you know, both about uh, the crisis we're in right now, the COVID-19 crisis, and all sorts of other tips and strategies and general information about the meetings, events, and incentives industry. So thanks for joining us and go out and make it a great rest of the day.